time you come on over I just wanna listen I know you got some issues And I know that you just miss him I got a fever just to see you Feeling like a stalker And didn't know I'm really good At making you feel awkward Usually Awkward Podcast, Episode 11 I'm Paige I'm Vince Page. It is an early morning for me on a Sunday, and it is a Saturday night for you? Or No, it's a Sunday night. It's midnight, 12.09 a.m. Monday morning. I have work in eight hours. Last night, before I was going to bed, you texted me and told me to remind you about this, and I've been thinking about it all night, so I want to hear about this weird German. So... This is my worst human. We're just going to kick it off with the worst human. Let's do this. Yes, let's just do this. Because I was thinking about it for like five hours after because it was just so... Okay, so basically what happened was um, I was meeting my friend Alice today. We were going to the beach. Um, we're going, we went to Pui... Was it Pui Wo? Which is basically it's on Lantau Island. I had to take the train. It took me like an hour to get there. And then we take a bus to get to the beach. And it's, my friend was saying like, um, the beach is really secluded. So like cars can't drive there. You can only take a bus or whatever. Anyway, so we got onto this bus. It's packed. We were like, we had, we were the last ones there. We're like running to get on and stuff. So like I saw an empty seat and I was like, okay, uh, I should just keep walking forward. Cause she was like, yeah, let me take this seat. So I was like, all right. So I go to the back all the way at the end. There were these two dudes, these two German guys, one was like skinny <laughs> and sitting against the window, and this other guy was like, f- like fat and old. So, <laughs> I, without any choice, I had to sit, and I didn't know if they were like together or whatever. So, because they were together, but it was just, they weren't sitting next to each other. So I kind of had to sit in between them. So I sit there, and immediately when I sat, sat down, the guy turns to me and he says "leho," which means hello in Cantonese and I already I was like fuck you know like what the fuck like this is, and this is the fat German right this is the fat old German guy okay so basically the skinny guy never he never says a word so he's, okay it's not about him because so, it's just like first of all it wasn't a hello it was just and I said hello back I said hi I was just like hi you know like okay um and then I just sit there immediately he was just started talking to me and at first, I was just like, okay, I mean, maybe it's just me being in Hong Kong for too long, not accustomed to strangers talking to me. So I was like, all right, I'm just replying, you know. But this whole time, I'm kind of just like, I'm not really looking at him. I'm just kind of like, okay, whatever. And then he just immediately starts talking about, like, my appearance, you know. So he's just like, oh, I noticed you have this style, like... He's pointing out my hair and stuff. He's like, so, you know, are you influenced by, like, Japanese culture? I was like, uh... And he's like, because, you know, I read about it. There's, like, these, like, ten different kinds of styles. There's, like, this one, that one, blah, blah, blah. He's like, which one are you? First of all, how is dyeing your hair blonde influenced by Japanese culture? People have been dyeing their hair blonde for decades. Yeah, so, okay, first, first of all, I have to say something, and... On my end, which I told you before, I have a delayed reaction. So the reason why I thought about this for five hours later was because I was like, literally when he was saying all the stuff to me, I was like, the fuck, you know, like I was, I was answering because I just didn't know what was happening. I was just really just confused and stuff. And then he like touches my tattoo, like pokes it, you know. So he touches your arm? (laughs) He touches my arm. And I was just like, and then he was just like, yeah, so like, which, which one are you? I was like. Um, honestly, I don't really follow Japanese fashion. I mean, see, you know, he's like, you're lying. He bops my head with a fucking water bottle. He He bops my head with a water bottle. And I was just like, and when I'm, okay, so also when I'm nervous, I just start laughing. And it's not like, ah, like a hearty laugh. It's just like, it's a really nervous laugh. I feel like if anyone, like, knew, could assess the situation, you would clearly tell I was uncomfortable. But anyway, so I was like laughing nervous because he fucking hit my head with a water bottle, you know? I'm already, like, great. So I just kind of, at this point, I just, like, kind of shut down. And I'm just like, fuck, like, what do I do? And he was, like, asking me, so, are you, where are you going? I was like, oh, I'm going to the beach. You know, he's like, oh, like, where's your swim clothes? And I was like, 
uh, I'm not gonna say I'm wearing it, you know, I don't want him to look at me, so I was like, it's in my back, you know, and he's like, okay, and stuff, and he was just like, and he goes back to talking about, like, my looks and stuff again, he's like, so, what do your, like, what do your parents say about your looks, and I was like, oh my god, and then he says, do they call you, and he says it's in Cantonese, which basically translates to, do they call you a crazy fat girl, and I was like, stunned because first of all i was like wait he just called me a fat girl because it could be my ears you know like and i just like was like yeah they don't, they don't care and i did like i just like stared and like was just like looking away just like oh my god leave me alone you know but you're not even fat <laughs> what the fuck but the thing is it's like it was just kind of like why are you suddenly talking about my body you know like i just fucking sat next to you for like five minutes and you're like not like checking me you're basically analyzing me and so i just and then he starts asking me like so like do you like do you live with your parents like where do you live like blah blah blah, blah. and i was just like i live from i live on hong kong island you know like and i was just like he's like oh do you live with i was like i live with myself he's like oh and stuff and i was like he's like so do your parents i was like i'm not from here and he was like startled he was like you're not from here like where are you from i was like i'm from america and he was like oh, yeah, your English is so perfect. Like, I was wondering, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not Cantonese. I don't speak the language. He was like, where, he's like, where your, where's your family from? And I was like, they're from Taiwan. He's like, oh, so Chinese. I was like, yeah, whatever, you know? And then, um, and at this point, I think I was so pissed. I kind of just hate it when people, because, okay, let me, I guess I'll tell you the story first, and then I'm going to go back and analyze what happened. But I was just, but I was really, I hate it when people make these assumptions. So I think that got me, like, so pissed off that I just wanted to tell him, you know, like, like, don't make these assumptions about people and stuff like that. Because I know he was saying all these, ca- this like, Cantonese to impress me, even though it was, first of all, insulting. But I was like, dude, like, you know. And then he says, you should go hiking with me and my friend. Because maybe you'll go from a fat girl to a skinny girl. And I was like, no. I was just like, no. I don't want to. No. And he was like, you don't want to? I was like, no. And so, like, he's like, and then he, like, turns away for a while. So I was like, good like he's like stopped you know and then like no but he picked it up again i forgot i honestly forgot what he said like he just said some other shit and then luckily he was like all right i'm getting off have a nice day i was like bye you know and he like leaves and i was like fuck you know and then i just i go like people leave the bus so like i like sit next to my friend i'm just like oh i just sat next to this like creepy guy you know and then the whole time though i was just like real i just like what just happened that was so weird and I realized, like, first of all, the thing, I mean, first of all, I mean, it's creepy and stuff, but the biggest problem I had with it was the fact that he basically fetishized me, you know, like, he thought, like, he, I was just this, this Asian girl who sat next to him, he just immediately, like, associated with me, me with, like, Japanese culture, which is, like, what most people have Asian fetish for, it's, like, Japanese people, right, Japanese girls and stuff, Yeah. and, like, he was literally trying to put me in, in the category and also our conversation i just did air quotes and our conversation was him like literally just making assumptions about me it wasn't like asking me like if he had been like a normal guy or normal person and been like oh so like like are you from here like well, like you know asking questions but it wasn't questions he was just saying so you live with your parents like what do your parents think of this like well blah, blah, blah. It's, it's like like you know like he was kind of just jumping to conclusions trying assuming that he already figured me out not giving me a chance to like not giving me a chance but not giving me a chance to even be a person you know he just saw me as this like cartoon or whatever he thought i was and just like decided he wanted to analyze me and another thing too the reason why i realized he was he like has first of all huge asian fetish is just the fact that like the fact that i sat next to him he thought it was totally okay to physically touch me and then like poke me and then like talk about my body you know it's like because i was like you literally objectified me like i just sat here i clearly don't want to talk to you and you just broke down my body for your entertainment like i was there to entertain him and then that's and because i'd recently read an article or read this thing about why like how dangerous it is to do that to do it because they were kind of referencing i think like and like it was like in Washington state like in 2003 or whatever basically this like couple or something they had a huge like japanese fetish they were going after targeting japanese women kidnapping them and torturing them a couple yeah it was i think it was a couple and so they were 
kidnapping and torturing Japanese women because they just saw them as like these little objects of desire, you know, and they didn't see them as people. They just so they just abused them. And obviously, I mean, that was not what was happening now, but it was the same thing where he just I just clearly I spoke to him in English, you know, and like but instead he kept using his Cantonese, you know, like just like and also I was thinking to myself like the way he hit me on the head is how you would hit a kid. And I was like, I'm a 27-year-old woman, you know? Like, if I looked any different, would he have hit me on the head like I was 18 years old? And the thing is, I know also creepier part was because I, that day, I wasn't wearing makeup. And the thing is, when I don't wear makeup, I look anywhere from, like, 15 to, like, 21. So I looked really young. And the fact that he was, like, asking me to hang out with his old-ass friend, like, he looked about, he was, like, about 60 years old. Jesus. And stuff. And it was just, like, been so long since it's happened to me. And also just all the stuff that I've been, like, reading about and everything. Like, I just was just like, dude, this has to be talked about. This is so wrong. This is, like, fucked up, you know? And I just can't imagine what other girls he's, like, molested or whatever, you know? It's just, oh, I was just so upset. Thought about it for, like, I just, I honestly could not wait to talk about it today because I was like, I just had to talk about it. It just pissed me off so much. I mean, first of all, okay, so... I mean, yeah, he d- he did so many things that I've seen before. So yeah, there's the whole speaking the foreign language to try to impress the ladies thing. I've seen that. I've seen that here in California a lot, where I would see guy, especially when I used to work at that Japanese restaurant. I saw this guy on a date with a girl, and the girl wasn't even Japanese; she was Chinese, and he's speaking Japanese to me, even though obviously I'm not even a Japanese. So I'm like, what are you doing, dude? I don't speak Japanese, and this is—we're not in Japan. And <laughs> and the girl, and and then and then and then he's like, oh, I guess this is not an authentic restaurant. And the girl clearly is not impressed because she's not even she's not even, it's not even her culture. So she's like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> so I, I and I've seen that like a bunch of other times too. And I don't think I don't think that impresses anybody. First of all, it's it's not just not impressive; it's offensive because, okay, so. In my situation, I mean, so many times in my life, like walking down the street with my family, people shouting konnichiwa at us, you know? It's really? like, yeah, so really? many times. <laughs> oh like everywhere. God. And as a kid, I used to be like, I guess this is how the world is, you know? But you're just like, first of all, you you kind of dehumanize people by doing that. You Instead of treating them as like, oh, where are they from? I should learn about where they're from before I fucking make, jump to these conclusions and just say, all Asians are Japanese, all Asians are the same. Like, it's basically what happened when that, when I, like, literally right when I sat down, he just said in Cantonese, like, Leho, how are you, right? And it's just, at the time, I kind of gave him a pass because I was like, okay, we're in Hong Kong, I'm Chinese looking and stuff, but I responded in English. And I feel like when someone doesn't respond in that language, automatically you know, okay, they don't speak that language. Yet he kept going until I finally was like, I'm not from here. And even when I said that, he was like, he didn't believe me. Like, he was kind of like, so so convinced that I was from here I was Chinese you know like because he was basically I wronged him you know you yeah you didn't allow me to express myself as a person you just decided to make these judgments about me because you believe you're right about stuff and it just says so much about you you know asshole like (laughs) (laughs) that's like one of the reasons probably that what made me want to leave Hong Kong because I just hate how people like a lot of people just, you know, instead of they just assume you're from somewhere and they'll just say, like, oh, are you this? Are you that? And oh, it would just drive me crazy because, you know, I don't always know where someone is from. But yeah. I've always thought, OK, well, if I don't know where this person is at some point in the conversation, if it comes up, I'll just be like, so where are you from? I wouldn't yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't just assume, oh, you're from this. You're from this country, are you? Like, you know, yeah. ex- ex- like even like, like the German guy, I might not even I can't always tell what a German accent is. So I might think he's yeah. from somewhere else and that's like that's one of the nice things that i like about being back here because no one will ever ask me that honestly the only time like since i'm really mixed so people don't always know like what i am the only time Uh it ever comes up is if someone like sees my last name and since it's a since it's a rare last name then they ask oh so what that's usually the only time it comes up that's not the case over there in hong kong for me it's it's like kind of opposite because in the states i got this all the time and that's why i wasn't i was kind of like cool with leaving the states because i never got questioned here but so this so this kind of i think the reason why i was like kind of shell-shocked from this and startled was because it, it has been a while you know so 
when this was happening, I think what was running through my brain was like, what is going on? Like, why is this happening right now? Like, I don't know how to respond. I sh- literally should have told him to like, like fuck off or start of your business, whatever. But I was just, I was scared. I was just like, like I really, cause I had, my bag was zipped and I really wanted to just put my headphones on, but cause he was literally like scrutinizing me. I didn't want to make any movement for him to like look in my bag or whatever, you know? So I literally, I was just sitting there like, like, don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. And what a jerk. Cause he knew I didn't want to talk to him. I like, wasn't looking at him. I never really made eye contact, you know? And, um, it's just he just kept going off and I think he like and I think that's what bothered me like I mean he yeah objectified me I was there for his entertainment I wasn't I wasn't the person I was just this like but I'm just thinking why does someone a 60 year old guy think what what, what's going through his head where he thinks that a 20 like a 20 something is going to want to hang out with him I don't understand like just randomly first first of all just randomly without even knowing him because he's a fucking creep like especially him thinking I was much younger than I am, you know? Which makes it even worse. <laughs> yes, like, I think that's what fucking creeped me out, like, because I clearly did not look 27. I don't look anywhere close to 30. You know, I look definitely more towards teenage. It's like, that's fucking creepy to me, and I hate I hate him. I hope he dies tomorrow. Fuck this guy. Worst human of the week. Worst you- human, like, literally, yeah, worst scum right now. Yeah, like... This is like Paige. This is like your your mind comp. Like, oh my! I just realized I'm squeezing the mic so hard right now because I'm just I'm like pissed. I'm pissed. Yeah. Okay. So worst human ever. Worst human, and wow, that that is actually that might be our best worst human story ever. I mean, it's horrible that it happened to you, but in the history of our worst human. He's an actual, like, I think our other worst humans are just, like, dicks and stuff. But he's, like, yeah, he's fucking filth. Like, filth, just worse than filth. You know, he's disgusting. And I think he was so bad that just in terms of our lives, that that karma took over everything. Because I do not have a worst human this week. So, there you have it, folks. (laughs) The worst human. Yes, yes, this asshole. Okay, okay, we can move on now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I do not have a worst human. I'm continuing just catching up with friends. On Monday, I went out to Long Beach, actually, to visit my friend. Um, what should I call him for the sake of this podcast? What rhymes with Bike. Bike. Bike? No, that's not a No, okay. Ike? Okay, Ike. 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 (laughs) I went to visit my friend Ike. Not (laughs) Tina Turner's husband, Ike Turner. (laughs) Yeah, my friend um, Ike in Long Beach. So I actually had to take the the Blue Line Metro. I have done that. It took me like three hours. Actually, the last time I went to take it was when I first met you when we went to like the... Redondo Beach. Yeah, Redondo Beach back when we had to like visit one of the on-site campuses of the company, our company. And um. So I took it to Long Beach, and wow, did you know that the Long Beach train goes through Compton? Yes, I did know that. And wow, what an experience that was. So I'm taking the train to Compton, and I started seeing things that I have not seen in a long time. First of all, random guy goes on, gets on the train, and he's selling candy bars. Like, uh-huh. we're on a freaking airplane or boat. It's like, all right, you know, two Snickers, $1. Two Snickers, $1. <laughs> and then, I've seen that. It doesn't end there. I just love how there's, like, all these shows happening. And then, and then, and then this old this old um, Spanish guy comes up. This Mexican dude comes up. And he does this long speech in Spanish. And then he starts, like, walking around the train collecting money. And, and I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. So I, I immediately pretend I'm asleep. <laughs> and luckily, Why was people were giving him money? Yeah, I, I yeah, I think he was just like poor. The thing is, uh, one of the major differences between Hong Kong and the states is that pretty much now in the states, you don't need to carry cash. You could use you could use your your debit credit card for everything. Yeah. Where in Hong Kong, you use cash again. And I remember when I first moved back, I was really angry because I hate carrying cash and I hate yeah, carrying same. change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I got used to it. But now I'm already like fully back on to like never carrying cash and I'm like just using my debit card, which is amazing. So this old guy is going collecting money and I didn't have any money anyway. So I'm not being a selfish dick. I just did not have any cash to give him. So I pretend to be asleep because I just don't want to just like you. I don't like talking to strangers Mm -hmm. when I'm transporting around. So I pretend I'm asleep and he finally goes. And then 
as we're getting closer to Long Beach, this young dude who's probably around our age, he comes on to the train, earbuds all over his arm, and he's like, <laughs> earbuds, $5, earbuds, $5. I'm like, shit, we're on the, we're pretty much on like the train swap meet here. <laughs> That's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, you know what? If my earbuds like were not working or they suddenly broke, you would be really useful right now. <laughs> But um, so I went to my friend Ike's apartment. Um, mm-hmm. we, so he, so he and I have been friends for many years. We met when I used to back in the day when I used to work at the movie theater in West Covina. He is an actor, mm-hmm. and um, he went to Cal State Long Beach. So he stayed in that city, and he lives in this apartment with like five other dudes. Now you would think that that would like result in like you know a pigsty of an apartment, but holy shit, like his apartment. So clean. I have like nightmare roommate stories, and I lived with a bunch of people, but mm. they had it perfectly. And they have all these like barriers that they created to kind of make their own rooms, even though what? Like his room, he has he has a curtain separating him from his roommate, and then like they set up this fake wall in the living room, so this guy has a fake like kind of like a room where he could sleep. And yeah, it was. That's it was, interesting. Yeah, it's like a little commune. It like is a campsite. And everyone in a house. Seems, and, and he said, and everyone seems pretty chill. And it, there's even like one foreign guy living there. And like, yeah, he says like, yeah, they always go out for drinks. And um, well, it seems it's like, wow, dude, it seems like you're having a fun, like it's fun. And he wants to move soon. But I'm like, wow, I, like if I have to get roommates again, I hope it's like I'm lucky enough to be in a situation like this because this actually seems fun, just like living with friends all the time. Yeah, but I think a lot of it because I think roommate problems happen when like messy people. I mean, I'm messy, but. I feel like when I live with a roommate, I try to make an effort, you know, but it's just like there's people who just, you know, don't. And it's when people's like stuff get into other people's stuff that becomes a problem. So it seems like they really have a system. Yeah. That, like, you know, like literally barriers. I bet they have like, like a board where they like write chores. They, they do. They do. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's always like what people have in college and stuff. But I think that's what you have to do. You have to have a chore board. And, Basically. and if so I met two of his roommates and I felt like it could almost be a sitcom because everyone is so different. So first of all, there's my friend Ike who work, he still works at a movie theater and he's like an and he's like an actor. And then um, the guy who shares his room with, he is like a filmmaker from Japan. Huh. And then I met his uh, and then we went to go get chicken wings afterwards and I met his other his other roommate just randomly walked in and he's like he's he's like a young guy in like in a business suit. And he was like really serious, and even though my friend said he's really cool, I'm like, wow! Like so far, all your roommates are really different. Counting you, this I'm just thinking like, wow, this must lead to like some interesting situations. So m- most people, I feel like they they have had situations where they live with a lot of people in one like space. I never had that. I think the most besides my family, like I lived with one roommate, which was my cousin. Bad experience. Not friends anymore. And so I feel like to me, it doesn't sound appealing to me. Like for it sounds appealing to me for like maybe three seconds to be like, oh, to share like like a house with like housemates who are cool and stuff. But I just feel like because I love my own space so much and I love like at the end of the day, I like to be completely alone. You know, like I don't know if I can do that. Can you do that? Um, It depends. Like if I had to have. If I could live in their situation, well, ha- well, where I could have my own private space like that, where like they they set up these fake barriers, then I think I would be fine. Cause I could handle living in the, having a, even if it's a small area, I could handle that. The fact that they have these like barriers within barriers, they really respect boundaries. It seems so. They really respect like giving everyone their own personal space, like even within a room. Because like I think for me, my cousin, because we were super close, and we thought like, oh yeah. We're like friends so we had it was basically a one-bedroom apartment so we had the bedroom we had like two beds in there you know and then the living room is where we did our work and stuff but we basically no one had their own personal space mm. and I think that's what in the end the idea of not having my own space which I now realize is so important to me I'm like I feel like if if that were the case if I had a house like like that and yeah they, they created barriers and stuff I actually I could probably do it too because it seems like you know, I don't want to talk to you anymore. I'm close my curtains, you know? And they're like, all right. They're like, you know, they get it kind of thing. And yeah, maybe it's a house full of introverts. Oh, that might be it. <laughs> because, I, because I realized, because most people who like 
having housemates and stuff. They like, you know, at the end of the day, I like having people to come home to. And we all like gather in the living room and talk and hang out and stuff. But it seems like everyone, they're kind of like, all right, curtain time or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe I can. Yeah. Maybe if I like roomed with a bunch of introverts, like I can do it. I th- yeah, I think I think when I lived in a big house and like like I lived in a house and I had my own room, like I was renting my own room there. I think yeah. it was a mix of introverts and extroverts because like fuck, it was so messy. People, I, hopefully, I'm not talking shit about extroverts here, but like yeah, they, like when they were cooking food, they would leave food like noodles and like pasta stuff all over the floor. They would never flush the toilet. That's just more. That's just inconsiderate. I don't think it has anything to do with extroverted people. People, I think that's just people being very inconsiderate. And disgusting. That's gross. Yeah, that's why, and that's why, like, I, I just assumed, like, if you lived with a bunch of, and it was, it was all dudes. So I, I always assumed if I lived with a bunch of other dudes, it would be like that. But then Maybe, I see, mm-hmm. I see my friend Ike's like apartment, and I'm like, wow, this is like perfect. This is. Like, but they all seem, they all seem very responsible too. Like again, going back to the barriers, because I feel like that's such a thing where people could get offended by it, right? Like you're gonna draw a curtain, like blah blah, like. The fact that they have that, I already knew they must have a, a board of chores, you know? And, like, <laughs> it's just, they seem like, I just, they just seem, res- like, responsible people and, c- c- like, considerate people. And I wonder, maybe the people you were <laughs> living with, they just weren't. They were dicks. Yeah. Oh, man, so if, I, they, if, I, if I still lived there, I would have, like, a worst human. I would have multiple worst humans every week. Like, you're week. like, all right, same worst humans, my five roommates. <laughs> so so yeah after we after we um go to wingstop we go to like this his favorite pub just to catch up me and him and we went to this really rad like irish bar in seal beach i, I actually had never been to seal beach before so we just got a bunch of dark beers i got my favorite beer smithwicks smithwicks oh you know it oh you remember <laughs> from no because you instagrammed it oh <laughs> and like how can you forget a name like smithwick <laughs> exactly have you ever had it no, I have not. Oh. I only heard it. I only heard about it from you. Oh, it is so good, and I have not. I had not drank it like at least yeah, like since before Hong Kong. Even even when I just lived in LA, it's a rare find. You can't find it uh. in too many bars. So so it, it had to have been at least over three years since I had it, and I had a I had a le- I ended up spend, like spending like thirty bucks on beer that night. <sighs> How many did it you was, have? Yeah, well, I paid for. I, I also. I oh, paid you paid for, for him. I paid for. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because I had missed his birthday by like two weeks. So I said, "All right, okay. beers are on me tonight. No worry about it." Yeah, it was glorious. The next day, I went out with my friend. Um, how should I give her her fake name? I met up with my friend Tina for the first time. Yeah, we went to the ArcLight in Hollywood with her other friend. We saw a special screening of Shaun of the Dead. Seen it on a giant arc light screen oh was hilarious and glorious, and I loved it. That movie never gets old, and that officially kicked off like my October horror thon. Mm, I oh. actually have an October horror movie to contribute. Oh, okay. Should we sh- should we segue this into like movie reviews? Yeah. First of all, if you guys have not seen Shaun of the Dead, what the fuck? It is one of the greatest horror comedies ever i it's a five-star movie for me um it's pretty much my favorite zombie movie ever there's not much to say it's a classic yeah it's on my top 10 list hell yeah Paige, what did you watch so um i've been continuing my hong kong cinema like stuff so i watched okay so first i watched um this will be fast review what was it uh so last week I watched A Better Tomorrow one, which I loved it. I gave it like four and a half out of five. I loved it. And then, so I watched the sequel. What, what, what was A Better Tomorrow about? A Better Tomorrow, it was, it's basically, it was about like the, it's like Hong Kong triads. And you could tell definitely influenced like Tarantino movies. Like just the way they looked, the way they dressed and stuff. Um, Chow Yun-Fat's stars in it. And he was like, he was amazing. So a Better Tomorrow Part 2. Okay, so spoiler alert. No. Are you going to watch it? I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, I probably will watch it. I yeah, just, okay. I won't okay. spoil it for you then, but A Better Tomorrow Part 2 was definitely not as great as Part 1. There were several memorable scenes, but it was very kind of all over the place for me. I, I gave it two. So I gave that two and a half stars out of five. So that was um Friday night. And then Saturday, I watched Mr. Vampire, which came out in 1985, 
it's one of the, like, so it's basically about Chinese vampires, which ever since I was a kid, I have heard about this because my friends growing up would always tell me about Chinese vampires and stuff, but I, I was never into horror movies, so I just, I just never watched it. So the difference is these Chinese vampires, they're like, they hop. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. They hop? Yeah, so what they do is they're, I mean, they're dead, and then, like, they, I guess, wake up or whatever, and then they grow, I don't know why, but they grow really long blue nails, and then they just stand there, and if you have, like, certain spells, you can kind of control them, but if you can't, they wake up. And so what they do is they, they stand up really stiff, and then they have their arms straight out, and then to get around, they hop. So they're just hopping. And it's, so it's kind of funny. Does it look weird? The, it looks weird, but there are moments where you're like, fuck, it's kind of, it's kind of scary a little bit. It was just really interesting, because it was a, it was a, a horror comedy as well, so it's it pretty funny. I just liked it, because... They really kind of get into like the mystical, like kind of superstitious folklore with Chinese culture. So that was for me like interesting to learn about and see what people like believed in and stuff. But overall, I really enjoyed the movie. I thought it was it was funny and there was so much kung fu in it and it was it was great. So I highly I highly recommend Mr. Vampire. Okay, I'm gonna save that one. Yeah, it's it, it's it was good. I really enjoyed. It. I gave it. I would give it. I think four out of five. Maybe, you know what, maybe I will watch it this week. Because I'm trying to you watch, as, you know, because, you know, every October I like to watch nothing but horror movies. Yeah. So, and I want to watch some new ones in addition to my favorites. So, that sounds pretty awesome to watch. Yes, yes, yes. All right, Mr. Vampire. 1985. 1985. Another one I watched, this was on Friday night. Um, I hung out with my friend uh, Phil and Monica and... <laughs> um, yeah, and I saw them for the first time, and um, it, and some other friends came over. Um, I came over, mm-hmm. and we watched um, Evil Dead Two, which ah. we saw together last year. Yes, we did. Yeah, um, it was their first time watching it, and as you know, you don't need to you don't need you don't really need to watch Evil Dead One to enjoy Evil Dead Two because each movie yeah. kind of recaps the other one while yeah. changing it at the same time with the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> At all, that is a great movie to watch with a big group. Like, yeah, if you're having like a, a movie party, a movie gathering, I think the Evil Dead series is is it's a big bag of fun, pretty much. One thing, okay, here's one funny thing that's that feels weird about being in LA when going to a friend's house. I, you know, it's it, you're not expected to take your shoes off when you go to a friend's house in the states. In fact, it'd be like seen as weird. And I was just wearing sandals. But the, like almost the entire time, I want I, I wanted to take my sandals off and like put them in a corner, and I was like itching <laughs> to take them off. And I'm like even looking at my friend Monica. It's her house, her family's house, and her shoes are on. Like, uh-huh. and, and I'm just like, oh, like I need. To, and it's like hardwood floor. I'm like, like I like, oh my god, this is like weird. Like my mind has changed so much. Like, it's funny because like um. For me, it's e- it's easy for me to keep my shoes on because I feel like if everyone has their shoes on, the floor is probably really dirty and I don't want to get my feet dirty. It's only when you go to a house where everyone takes off their shoes that you're like, okay, I'm taking off my shoes because it's safe, clean floors. But when everyone has their shoes on, you're like, floor, probably dirty. So <laughs> shoes will stay on my feet. <laughs> ah, good point. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good Cause, idea. Because even at my, my mom's house, because I mean, obviously we took our shoes off before, but once we got all the animals it was pretty it was just like you know i'm leaving my shoes on it was kind of like unless unless we just mopped or something but it was like yeah it was pretty dirty all bets were off (laughs) (laughs) well this week one of my old friends who he i've asked him what he wanted his name to be for the podcast he said kermit so i already like this guy he's cool so kermit recently contacted me and asked if i wanted to do a cover of a song um, it's called Tonight You Belong to Me. It's an old song. Um, he was referencing, like, I think it was sung by these, like, little girls or something. But I think the um, main kind of, like, what most people know that song from is from the movie The Jerk. Have you seen it? Mm, the no. Jerk with Steve Martin. I have not. It is on my bucket list of movies to watch, though. It. I remember I watched it. I really enjoyed it. It was really funny. Don't really remember much from it now. But, um... This, so basically, Steve Martin and Bernadette Peters, they duet on the song. It's a really sweet scene. They play on the ukulele, and there's a trumpet solo at the end. So I was like, we should do that cover. So um, back in the day, Kermit 
me and our friend Kathleen used to jam together. I, I, I love how like I love how all our friends with you know the fake names we give for the podcast. They're like the most <laughs> generic names of people we we don't know anyone. Except by these Kermit. Names. Except oh, yeah. Kermit. Except Kermit. <laughs> I like. But you, he requested that name. You know he what? Yeah, it. actually, we should start um asking friends like. Hey, we're going to talk about you on the podcast. Do you want us to give us a fake name that you like, that you've always wanted? <laughs> we'll achieve this dream for you. <laughs> okay, um, proceed. Yeah, like, huh? <laughs> yeah, go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, so before I moved to Hong Kong, I got really into, like, yeah, just playing music with my friends and stuff. And f- for me, uh, moving here, actually, one of the things I really missed, well, yeah, was jamming with people. Um, so it was, it was actually really random that Kermit would have contacted me. But, um, so yeah, so we're going to do this cover. And, um, if we finish it before this week, I'm using it for the outro song. And, um, I think he also wants to film like a little video for it, like us singing on Skype and stuff. So yeah, it'll be fun. That will, that will be awesome. I'm actually doing this small kind of editing exercise that I've been working on myself. I, I was, I was kind of inspired by, you know the director, uh, Steven Soddenberg? Um, what did he do? He's done The Informant. He did Ocean's 13, Ocean's 11, okay. Ocean's 12. Okay. Yeah, okay. Why, why did these movies skip my mind? Che, part one. Che, part two. Solaris. Um, anyways, um, he recently... So he doesn't like how the film industry is going. So he retired. And now he does this blog. And, and also, like, he's been actually, like, re-editing movies... Um, like classic movies on, on his, in his spare time. Like he re-edited this really old movie. Like it's a, a two-hour movie and he cut it down to like one hour as like uh, an exercise in editing. And then um, he recently um, did, created his own version of Steven Spielberg's um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, the first Indiana wow. Jones movie. Yeah, he, he, made it, he made it all black and white and he, add, and he added like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Trent Reznor, the guy, that musician. Oh, the guy from Nine Inch Nails? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he put, his, yeah, he put his soundtrack over Raiders of the Last Ark as an experiment to like showcase Steven Spielberg's um, framing skills. So huh. I got really inspired by that because I'm an editor and yes. I, I want to do an exercise like that. So um, I, this, I started actually editing my own version of the Hobbit trilogy, um, <gasps> a series of movies which are way too long. They're really overbloated. They have all these side plots. That nobody really cares about and that are not in the book. So I've I've and I've started cutting down like my own version of the first Hobbit movie in an effort to bring it down really short. And it's been I've been doing it for like this past week and it's been freaking fun. Like So you've how many so you did one Hobbit one or Hobbit two? Like um, both? Um I haven't done Hobbit two yet and for this it is for this exercise to be finished, I'm gonna have to wait until like the Hobbit three is available. Oh, you, are you going to combine them into one movie? Well, I, I think combining three movies into one is going to be too ambitious. And I can't cut out mm-hmm. all the bullshit that's in it because it would just, the way the story in the movie is, it needs some of it. But mm-hmm. my goal is to cut it down to from three super, super long movies to two just okay. decently, decently length movies. And then um, I will go from there. And if it is successful, that will be my personal version of the hobbit that i will watch for the rest of my life i want can i watch it yeah yeah totally i mean obviously okay oh go ahead oh speaking of the hobbit my mom already wants our mom date <laughs> oh okay she was like are we gonna watch the hobbit 3 with vincent's mom i was like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i actually yeah, mentioned that to my mom already too and she's like totally up for it she's like yeah she's like yeah when are we gonna do it when is it coming out she's the same way <laughs> No, but my mom actually mentioned it first, and I was like, "Oh, okay," because I couldn't, I couldn't tell if she liked it or not last time, but she really did. So, and it's funny, oh. it's funny because both of our parents are like really awkward. Yeah, they're, they're the original. Okay, our moms are the OG mutually awkward. Yeah, they, they, like, I mean, the, that's why we're here. They're the reasons why we're so awkward. So, because it's not going to be The Hobbit 4, right? So maybe the year after, you can do a screening of your Hobbit movies and our moms can watch it. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing. Yeah, the superior version. <laughs> um, yeah, and what's it called? It's funny because we both thought it was like really awkward for them. And then they're both really like super gung-ho to go again. Yeah, that's why I was shocked. I was kind of surprised that like 
she was initiated this, but she, I mean, she really enjoyed it. So <laughs> now here's the question: When we do this in December, is that going to be our first hangout, you and me, or are we going to hang out before that? Oh, we can hang out before that. Yeah, because I we feel, don't have to. Because I feel like that's because gonna... that's like later. Because my mom keeps talking about it. Because I think it was around New Year's when we did that, and she kept talking it like, our, "We do it every New Year's and stuff." So I was like, "Okay, so I think it's." more in january so we should definitely hang out before that <laughs> totally um totally i love how it's already like every new year's already everyone knows <laughs> so far oh your mom is so cool <laughs> speaking of christmas stuff so i so yesterday i was going to like the grocery store and i there's on the way there's a stationery store that i often pop into because i love stationery and there's a, it's connected to a toy store, and I just never, for some reason, just never walked to that side because I was always just fixated on stationery. For so this year for Halloween, my goal is to be a Pokemon trainer. I mean, dress up as a Pokemon trainer. So I was like, oh, maybe they might have Pokemon stuff, you know? Maybe I'll just tur- I'll just round the corner and see. Turns out they have a wall of Pokemon stuff. They have a wall of Pokemon like oh. little toys, and then they have within a glass case Pokemon plush toys. I was, like, screaming internally. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I already got you your... It could be your birthday present. It could be your Christmas present. Maybe I'll go back at your Christmas present. I already got it. You're going to love it. Oh, So that's a hint. Yes. And I'm not going to tell you anymore. But I was like, oh, my God. Like, I was freaking out. I was like, this is... Yes! But anyways, yeah. So <laughs> that was cool. And the anticipation begins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay, so, Paige, you mentioned you had a cry of the week. I actually, okay, my cry of the week, I'm not going to really get into it, because I basically cried every night. It was really sad. What? And I realized, I realized that I did not cry Friday to Sunday, basically. I think I'm just so stressed out from work and stuff, that endless, like, I mean, there were some, like, family things happening and stuff, so I was just really, really sad this whole week, and, I mean, it wasn't, like, sobbing every night, but there was a sob fest, like midweek but it was kind of like tears you know and like i was pretty sad but i mean i don't feel that way anymore so that's good (laughs) wow the stress levels are are hitting high high these days so what happened was i think so basically because like i've been saying i've been just really busy and at work so i think this friday i just decided you know what like i feel like i feel like i've hit what is it the brink basically of what I can my max I've basically maxed out so I'm just gonna I like I remember I did what I could I left at eight I did not come in on Saturday because I'm just like you know I can't do this anymore I'm I'm like I can feel myself just going I don't want to say crazy because I'm not going crazy but it's just like I, I do feel like I'm losing control of a lot of things because I'm just don't know where to focus my attention on anymore you know so I think now that I have, I've structured my weekends where I have a me day and then like hang out with friends the next day. Like I've just been so much happier. And even now I'm like mentally ready to go back to work and stuff, but I'm going to keep it between Mondays, Fridays, not work too late, you know, stuff like that. So because at the end of the day, I feel like my sanity is the most important thing. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, we need, we need those days just to like, yeah, that's why we're supposed to have weekends. Yeah. So um, I told my friend Alice about us, and she was telling me this story. Um, she called it a meet cute. I didn't know what that meant, and it basically means like what? you meet somebody. Meet cute. Yeah, I, I've heard of it before, but I didn't know what that meant. So, but it's basically so what it means. It's like you meet somebody and you have like really great conversation, whatever. Because obviously they're cute, or whatever. And then, like, you never see them again kind of thing. So she – because she's been – she travels a lot. And so she – so this past – I think last week she was in the States for a little bit. Crazy thing. She had, like, a hitchhiking story whatever. I I definitely want to feature her someday so she can, you know, tell these accounts, like, you know, firsthand accounts and stuff. (laughs) The segment could be called Alice in Wonderland. That would be fucking rad. Um – I'm going to write that down. So so basically, so she... I'm a genius. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. You're really good with names. <laughs> okay, so she was on the bus to... From New Jersey. She, like, texted me all this stuff. Let me see. She was on the train from New York to New, to New Jersey to New York. From New Jersey, from New York, New Jersey to, I guess, New York City. 
Um, and she ended up talking to this guy. And um, they had a really weird conversation. She really liked him. And she could tell that he liked her, too, or was interested in her. But at the last minute, both could not ask. They managed to get each other's first names, but did not get the last names. And so she's been trying to find him on Facebook. Cannot find him. So I said, hey, we have this international podcast. Most of our listeners, I'm assuming, are from the States. Maybe, because I told her to check Cra- to try Craigslist. You know, the missed connections thing. But yeah. I was like, you know what? We have this platform why not utilize it so listeners if anyone knows of a tyler who is a u.s marine in north carolina um he's originally from tennessee he's a graduate from the naval academy and he's studying naval architecture if anyone knows of a tyler by this description please please message us because we are looking for him he has lived in hawaii and oklahoma before stationing in north carolina so again tyler who was on the train from the new york airport oh they took the bus whatever um to new new york city um oh he has served in afghanistan for six months and he's currently working with pappy a marine based in the tv series generation kill i have no idea who pappy is but he, was, he is, some, he, he is he, somebody to someone. So he's wait, he, he's playing the character Pappy. Do you know who Pappy is? Wait, he's playing the character Pappy in the TV show. No, 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 no. So, so there's a TV show. She was telling me about this TV show. I think it's called Band of Brothers. There's a character called Pappy who is based off a real person, and Tyler actually works or has worked with the real guy, the real Pappy. Oh, okay. I, yeah. thought, I, was like, I was like, dude, you should just IMDB this guy if he is happy. <laughs> He's an actor. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. So basically anyone have, if anyone has information on Tyler, please message us on Tumblr or something. You I don't know. know. You, you How know, do people contact us? Yeah, you, email you, us. Actually, e- email us. You can email us at mutuallyawkward at gmail.com or if you want to leave a voicemail... You could call us at 323-475-8410. Slow that down. Repeat it again. Uh, mutuallyawkward at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 323-475-8410. Or just check the show notes because they will be there too. Show notes? What's that? You know, like in the when you click on the disc, like if you download it via iTunes, oh, it has how to like, count, how yeah, to like, contact or us, or like okay. on our on our website, you know, it has the outro and all the yeah, yeah, contact yeah. information. All right, but um, yeah. yes, we have a voicemail now. Leave uh, us messages. Yeah, and if you and if you call, you will hear the answering message, which is me singing horribly. <laughs> what are uh, you singing? Um, it's it's a it's a classic voicemail that I ripped off from Seinfeld, where I'm actually singing this song. Um, I could just sing it here. No, you know what? No, if you want to hear it, you have to call us. Yeah, there you go. That's better. Yeah, yeah. Because I will call. I will now. No, but you know it's, they're going to charge me a billion dollars. I will call when I go back to the states. I will yeah, call them. yeah. Unfortunately, it's a Google Voice number, so unfortunately, it only it's only. I mean, you could probably call it from out. Outside the country, outside of the states, but you will have to pay money. You will have what, to, you know, if you really want to talk to us. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally <laughs> worth it. Yeah, like, we're worth it. <laughs> yeah, we're totally worth it. Um, where did we see? Oh, oh, okay. So before we go off, um, I have some. So you know, I have some. So I have some dating stories. Not, <gasps> not, 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 not Tinder. No, no, right, no, no not, not dating oh. stories, but like. Some like you know some I have, I have I have like a real life story and an OK Cupid story of that could lead to future things. Oh wow, so, we should have mentioned this earlier in the segment. Well, I I forgot. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I was supposed to mention something, but um, okay. Okay, so first of all, there is um, new girl, or well, possibly new girl, uh, J C Penny girl. Ooh, J C Penny. J C. No, no, no. Sorry, Macy's girl. Even oh, higher Macy's. up the ladder, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here we go. So um, I, so one of my, um, you know, back home gifts was a Macy's card. 
a gift card. And I think it was a subtle hint saying, oh, like, Vince, you need to buy new clothes. <laughs> so, so I went to, so I took the card. I went to Macy's um, earlier this week just to, like, buy some new shirts. Uh, um, and, of course, I immediately buy, like, a Back to the Future t-shirt. And so I'm going to the, so I go to the, the, the cash register and the girl pulls up and she, and she goes, oh, wow, it's a Back to the Future shirt. Like, I really like this Back to the Future shirt. I'm like, yeah, I love it. It's, like, I love this movie, and and then we and then she we end up talking for like a long time, and he she starts the, the cash register girl starts saying, oh, we have this special connection because we both like Back to the Future. At one point, she asked for for my phone number, <gasps> and she's like, yeah, I would like to call to like bother you sometime, and then like talking about stuff, and um, yeah, she was she was pretty cute, and I had not been approached like this in a long time. Yeah, I'm like. Why can't this happen to me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Um, th- I would say the only negative thing is at one point she asked what my sign was. <laughs> yeah, whatever. And, it's well, fine. And, and then it's I, fine. Oh, and then, but I, and, wow, and I, I think flirt mode came out on me hard because then immediately I was like, oh my god, don't tell me you're one of those people. But then she you said quickly, that? She, yeah, I said that. Uh-huh. Then she quickly recovered and she's like, oh no, I'm not one of those people. I'm just kidding. Well, that's that's okay. See, that's fine. That's fine. It's totally cool. She was just making conversation, you know. It's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Um, so that was pretty. Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty awesome. Considering I was like dressed in completely raggedy clothes and shit. Like, <laughs> I think at one, I think at one point I admitted to like as a guy. I should, oh, I, I, okay. This is how I knew she was hardcore flirting because like I don't. I, I said as a guy, I don't. I should not be admitting this to you, but I go shopping for new clothes maybe once a year. I just don't buy new clothes. And she was like, wow, I really like how you're being honest. I find that really attractive. Wow. She's really just, I mean, it's not even flirt mode. She's just like, I'm just laid down for you. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're attractive. <laughs> yeah. <basically. laughs> so I was like, score. Um, so yeah, we will see where that leads to. Uh-huh. Um, beyond that, um, I had complained before how they were like switching my OkCupid profile back to like, my hometown is sucked because there's not that many attractive girls. Um, I did end up me- messaging. I finally sent out my own message to someone this week. She had been somewhere I liked a lot. She had said on her profile, oh, I just recently returned to the States after um, teaching in Taiwan for eight months. Hmm. And if the show does not know, Taiwan, I really like Taiwan a lot. That was the best. Yes, it is. Um, Taipei is my favorite city in Asia. It is, if I get a chance to ever move back to Asia, um, my dream city is living in Taipei because everyone is super chill. Everyone is super cool. The food is amazing. Um, it's There's bicycles everywhere. And I really want to explore the rest of the country at some point. Um, yeah, so I message her. And I'm like, hey, I just came back from Hong Kong um, literally two weeks ago. How are you adjusting? And she she responds pr- pretty quickly, and she and she apparently had lived in Hong Kong for a couple months as well. Um, so yeah, uh, we we exchanged some messages. So you know, we'll see where that goes. Two weeks back in the states already, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so far these are just encounters, though. There hasn't been an official outing yet. I mean, but two weeks back in the states. Meanwhile, in Hong Kong, <laughs> my area is like tumbleweed blowing through. Well, actually, um, speaking of OkCupid, I've completely like given up. I've just given up on dating. But one thing did happen that I was like, so I, but I had given up. So I was like, eh. But basically, like, so, I, like, so when I first opened OkCupid, I think it was like May or June of this year, mm-hmm. um, I was going through like profiles and stuff, and I had liked this guy's profile. I and the, he was the first person, the only person I messaged on OkCupid. No, no, there was one guy, and that failed. So I me- he was the only other person I kind of messaged because he had a really interesting profile. I felt like we could ha- we could talk about a lot of things, and um, he never responded. And it had said, you know, he's I'm sure he read the message. He just never responded. So I was like, okay, whatever. And mm-hmm. then like. Last week, he likes my profile. So I was like, okay, so you clearly are interested in me, yet you've not, but I've already messaged you. You never replied. Like, do I message you again? Like, I don't want to do that because I have some, like, dignity or whatever. Yeah, the ball ball is on. Yeah, and I mean, but he hasn't replied. So I was like, all right, well, I guess this is not, nothing's going to happen. So 
whatever. But I just thought it was weird because I was like, for a second, I was like, oh, he liked me back. Should I message him? And I was like, wait, I did message him and he never replied. So, so whatever. Yeah. Yes. But I, I don't, you know, I don't think it's about giving up on dating because here it's always been like this for me when it comes to like dating people. Um, especially when it's, especially when it's just like dating, just dating, just to see what's out there and not really having strong feelings for this person. Yeah. I go through, I go through like parts, periods where I'm just not interested in dating whatsoever. And then, yeah. and then I will go through a period where I'm really interested in it and I'll be going out a lot. And then I'll be, you know, and then, and then after that, I just won't care. And then I, I think this is why I like being single because a certain parts of the year where I, I'm just like, you know, I'm just doing my own projects, hanging out with friends. And then, yeah, yeah. I, and then I guess maybe, maybe I, I just get horny or something. No, <laughs> for me, I literally have a, a season. I know it's always like May. May, it's well, like well, April, yeah, May yeah, because like, is what suddenly I'm like, I must, I must date now, you know? Yeah, and because then, May through June, you were dating, like, you know, you were juggling three guys and you were dating like crazy. So like, and then, it, I of, mean, it wasn't crazy, but it was definitely like, well, I mean, it wasn't like crazy, but I think, I mean, it felt like it was crazy because at that point, it was, no, 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 it was no, crazy for me. I felt crazy. crazy. I felt crazy on my side because at that point, that's all you were talking about. I was, I, I went and crazy. I was, and then I was getting crazy. annoyed because I was like, okay, can we talk about something else? <laughs> <laughs> you that were, was me. But see, that's, and so, so I realized it's like a seasonal thing. So for me, April, I guess it's when I begin, it begins. And then May is when I actually do something about it. And then, so it's like the summer. And then, but usually, always, fuck, for some stupid reason, never works out. So I spend the rest of the summer, like, really upset and, like, depressed. So by the time it's fall, I'm already like, fuck this. It's all about me now, you know? Um, so I think, it, yeah, I think, so I'm going to be, it's, and I just kind of lose interest. But, so now I ha- I'm just curious. So when you met, so when this happened, like, when you met the Macy's girl and an OkCupid girl, I guess, you know, just talking to her. What mode were you in? Were you in, I could date, or were you like, meh? I think I think the Macy's girl set me off kind of in dating mode, and then it kind of had me message the other girl because, like... Hmm, interesting. Yeah, because, I, I, you know, I just got back home, so I, I've been mainly thinking about um, catching up with friends, you know? Yeah. Catching up with friends, having, like, you know, having a first hangout, going to all my favorite spots. So I, I haven't really, I haven't really thought about it. And then you know, someone just randomly comes up to me, and then I guess that kind of does. Like, oh yeah, that I have. You know, I have. Yeah. I but you know, I have. I guess it's been kind of on my mind because obviously, like moving back to California brings a whole new um, palette of ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I have, I have missed, I have missed, and like, like um, Hong Kong girls are hot too, but the, you know, they have. In terms of physical attractiveness, different parts of the bodies are featured <laughs> compared to American girls. And, you know, I like both. I'm not saying one is better than the other. I'm just saying one I have not seen in two and a half years. <laughs> and it's nice seeing these things again. <laughs> these two things. Yeah. Um, I see. I see. Yeah, I just asked that because I was like, I mean, I'm always open to dating. Like, when you were telling me the Macy's story, I was like, man, I want that to happen to me. I don't want some fucking 60-year-old asshole to, like, you know. But I want, like, a nice, just a nice person to, like, flirt with me and make me feel, like, appreciated, you know. And um, it's it's been since summer, I guess. But it's like... I feel like that's more common. I think it's just... I think it's just more common in America because people are people just, are more forward. Yeah, that's pe- why, yeah, I people think. are more forward. Yeah, and I think and I think since we had been well, you were there and I had been there in Hong Kong for so long that our forwardness kind of diminished a little bit. I was never for I was okay. I was more forward in the states, but I prefer I always prefer to be like chased just because I don't like. I mean, I it's hard for me to initiate like, first contact with people I want to be friends with, you know, let alone somebody I think is hot or something. So, like, but I feel like, so I think guys in the States are definitely more for, I, fo- I found it easier to date in the States because um they're just more, like, yeah, they took the initiative, I guess. Yeah. Here, um, I'm not saying they don't, but I, I just feel like, you know, I think it has a lot to do with, like, the social groups and stuff like that. Like, the people who would be forward, um... I'm not really attracted to them. I don't know. Because also, because for me, though, like, as much as I like, I want to date and stuff, I don't want to change 
my routine just to date, which is probably a big problem, but that's something I don't, because I was told before, I remember talking to a friend about it, and they were saying, you know, if you really want to date, you have to make the effort, you have to change your life to, like, put yourself out there, and in a way, that's kind of what Tinder did for me or whatever, but it's like, now that I have this routine where I'm like, you know what, I, I want to meet it at once a week, you know? Mm-hmm. I got my hobbies, like, spread out throughout the weekdays. And then Sundays, I want to hang out with friends or whatever. I'm like, I kind of like this. So if a guy happens to float in this around my schedule, like, awesome. But I'm not going to go out. I'm not going to break this routine just to date. Like, that's something I just I can't do. So I think... Coming to this conclusion, I was like, you know what, I, that's why I gave up. Because I was like, you know what, I don't want to change my life just to meet somebody. I still want to do my own shit. Totally. And if they, if they happen to, I don't know, bump into them or something, like, that's awesome. But if not, like... It's like, whatever. You know? Yeah, whatever. And I think I've kind of... But, I mean, when April comes, we will see that. We will see. <laughs> we will see. Spring, when spring comes. When yeah. spring is in the air, we will see what <laughs> No, I think I think my foreignness has definitely diminished. Because like I said, the Macy's girl ended up asking for my number, where I think in the past I would have asked for her number first. Yeah. Um, and, I, I, and, yeah. I, and then like it, even later, I was like, Man, I should have asked for it first, um, just because because no, then I could then I could have like I, I guess I like the ball in my court more. Oh, I see. I see. Yeah. Um, uh. But but then but but I realized well, you know what I just got, but I didn't I wasn't too hard on myself. I was like I just got back and I'm still I'm still I'm still adjusting. You know. So um, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's it, it is it is it is fun. Um, I hope I get bold again. Bold. You will. Yeah. I think a lot of it too, because even like the encounter on the bus today. I mean, I feel like if I was in the states. I mean, I probably, I don't think I would have reacted. The only difference would have been I would have been colder. And I think that's what I should have done. But I was just so, first of all, taken aback. Like, I haven't, like, strangers haven't talked to me randomly in so long, you know, that that part of me was kind of, it's kind of like the idea of the same thing of being bold and stuff, where I just, that part has been dormant for so long. So then when it was activated, it was very like, it was, you know, like when you first start up a computer, it takes time to load. It was like in that state. And mm. that's what like my brain was. So I just feel like, I mean, I don't regret what I did. I did what I could, you know, but my only regret, only regret was like, I should have just, you know, given him more attitude, but I just didn't have it in me, I guess. Um, but I think, yeah, it's just, I think um, having less encounters with strangers and just random people, it may, I think, yeah, it has dulled our sharpness and, like, I guess our boldness or whatever. But you'll get it back. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally. Now, if only, you know, if only Tyler from the Marines was a little bit more bold, we wouldn't be new to be doing this, um, this, this, this PSA. You know, who fine. knows? Who knows? <laughs> What was going through Tyler's mind? Okay, we, I want to make this happen for my friend, so we're not going to discourage Tyler. So Tyler, just come forward. Yeah. <laughs> Show yourself. Um. Yeah. Let's make this happen. All right, we are at an hour and fifteen. Um. I think it's a good time to uh call it call it a show. Call it a, call it an eleventh episode. The eleventh hour. Holy shit! The, yes. The oh my god. Lucky number 11, the 11th hour. Lucky number 11. I like number 11 because number 11 is cool. Number 11 is, yes, my favorite doctor. The, all these excited 11 references are probably going over everyone's head who does not watch <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> Fish fingers and custard. <laughs> All right, this is Mutually Awkward, episode 11. Uh, email us at mutuallyawkward at gmail.com or leave a voicemail at 323-475-8410. Until next time, till episode 12. Bye-bye. Bye. I know, I know you belong to somebody new, but tonight.
that just now I had the craziest fantasy that I could rise up float right down the end of this coronet right through here through these valves right along this tube come right up against your lips and give you a kiss I didn't want to get spit on me. 